welcome to Dungeons vs. Dragons. I'm Oliver. And it's me, your boy, Evan. <laughs> Fun energy here. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll be your DMs for the day. Um, yeah, so excited to be back here. Episode four. Yeah, uh, a whole month. That's uh, that's some consistency. Month. We've got we've got four hours almost worth of listening uh, for you in our backlog now. So yeah. so if you're if you're trying to get through half a work day, you can get there. Um, <laughs> a, a drive to somewhere that's roughly four hours away. We got you. Bada bing. Yeah. And I promise I'm going to have a new a new hello, a new greeting every <laughs> single episode. I obviously floundered a little bit on this one, but yeah, I've got I've got no shortage of them up my sleeve. You're you're creating a lot more work for you. I've said the exact same thing at the start every <laughs> single time, and I'm I'm going to until I die. So, man, I wonder what that says about us. Yeah, I I like uh, I like knowing what I'm saying at least to start out with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so welcome to Dungeons vs Dragons, a podcast where. Me and my friend Evan, we talk about uh, opposing uh, ideas in Dungeons and Dragons, um, and we debate them, and we try to see whose uh, point of view is correct objectively. No, it's, <laughs> it's we were just talking about it before the recording. It is highly subjective. Um, we uh, we had a very mathy episode uh, last <laughs> last week. If you didn't if you didn't listen, um, and we we wanted to blanket apology for. Any any mistakes, either referring to the dice as something wrong <laughs> or saying oh. that wizards have a D4 hit die, any number, it's a D6 for the record. Um, and I did know that. Um, I just, I, I was thinking the average was four and I got that mixed up with a D4. So fun times. It happens. But yeah. So this week. We are getting narrow again. Um, we we try to do like a very broad, high-minded topic and then a narrow one the next week. Um, we might not always do that, but that's what we're trying to do for the first couple. Um, so we're doing fighters versus barbarians. The uh, Oh, actually, we're doing barbarians versus fighters. Alphabetically, sure. <laughs> Power ranking. Yeah. Oh, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but yeah, so so I am taking the as you can tell by our our banter, uh, I'm taking the uh, uh, position that fighters are superior or they have superiority <laughs> to barbarians. Oh gosh, oh, and I'm obviously arguing that barbarians are superior to fighters. <clears throat> I'm not yeah. going to have to necessarily kick fighters into the ground to make my no, point. No, Obviously, I, fighters are a great class. Go for it. But barbarians, I think, just have a lot going for them that I'll, I'll get into in my little spiel yeah, here in a little bit. I, I think I think we both have a lot of mutual respect for um, the other person's class. I, I personally have played two fighters and one barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, have you... Uh, what's, your, what's your experience with playing these classes? Yeah, I played a That's barbarian. Right, I guess you, don't, you don't play that much. <laughs> I really don't. Back in like 20, maybe it was 2017, I played a barbarian for like three or four sessions. And um, I didn't like the character 
It wasn't mm-hmm. just about it being a barbarian. Yeah, that's big. Um, he came really, really close to dying, and I was like, oh, perfect. This is my chance. Just, yep, have him <laughs> die. I got captured, and I'll just roll up a new character. Ooh. And then the party, like, came in and saved me miraculously, and I was like, all right, he that was a, a tough experience for him. He's going <laughs> He's home. He's going to go retire. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really hard if you want your barbarian to die. <laughs> like, right. there's not a, lot of, yeah. there's not a lot, lot of avenues for a barbarian to go down. Like, maybe <laughs> get mind-controlled or something like that. Like, you really yeah. got to rely on your dm throwing a wizard at you from afar exactly do a lot of psychic damage <laughs> exactly i was uh, totem of the bear so it was it was hard to get me down yeah resistance to everything is is certainly hard to get through um mm-hmm. but yeah so do you want to just get right into it yeah let's go for initiative yeah so uh evan won last time um and so uh i will get a plus three is that correct yes. and i've got cool. plus zero yeah um, so we're gonna roll uh, a d20 a piece, and I'm gonna add my plus three. Evan's gonna add his plus nothing. Um, and whoever gets higher is gonna go first in a uh, debate round where the other person doesn't get to say anything. Um, and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna have a, a a civil discussion where we get to back off of our points a little bit, concede to the other person's points, or um, fight against them with yeah. Nail. And so, I'm going to make this a little more interesting, just for fun. Oh. I'm going to guess that you're going to get a 21. A 21. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's my wager. You believe that I'm going to roll an 18? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll guess then that you're going to roll a 12. I can't say what I got. Uh, funnily enough, I got a 12. And I got an 18! <laughs> hey, that, that's hilarious! Yeah, really? yeah I oh, swear, that's, that's awesome. Funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. And that means I go first, too. Yeah, I that feel means like I've been go going first. first like the past three apps. Yeah, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. I am a not- notorious low roller. I oh, I do man. not I do not have the dice gods on my side. <laughs> yeah, All right. So. Well, I guess it's up to me then. Are you ready to get Feel right into it? it? Yeah, take it take it away here. All right. So I've got just a couple. I'm gonna try to keep this one a little brief because I tend to to go on for a while but um i think that a barbarian is a great class because it has a lot going for it you know exactly what you're getting into with a barbarian you know you're going to be able to take a lot of damage and you're going to be able to give a lot of damage you know that rage is like that's the thing that you do in combat there is not a lot of fretting about all the different bonus actions or actions you have to take if you don't want that. A lot of subclasses do give you the option to have extra like features to use in combat, but um, some of them are just a lot more simple and give you passive features, passive abilities that I think, especially for a newer player, um, can be really helpful and not overwhelming for them. Um, so yeah, you know that barbarians are gonna be great tanks. Only class with a D12 hit die, that's just an absolute bonus um rage is really uh evocative and tells a lot about your character and what they're doing in battle um i said i wasn't gonna poo poo on fighters but this is my one little dig i'm gonna oh you're fine yeah um i never as a dm know how to describe an action surge i'm like you just you go really fast for a second and for some reason you can just like get another hit in but a rage, I feel like, is like, yeah, you go wild or you get intensely focused and like you're able to describe a little bit like how you're just like hyping yourself up. And I think it's that's just fun as a DM to describe that kind of thing. I'm sure Oliver has nothing to say about that. 
Um, I'm not writing any notes right now about how to <laughs> incorporate an action surge into d descriptions. <laughs> um, and they've also got great AC. Um, I love any unarmored. Um, when, what is the term for that? Unarmored defense? Unarmored defense. Thank you. That's what the feature's called. Any, like, with monks and with barbarians, I just love not having to worry about armor and not having to worry about dipping into something that's, like, only using par a part of my decks or that's giving me disadvantage on stealth checks. Just not even having to worry about it. Not worrying about donning or doffing your armor if you have that kind of DM. And if you don't really have the stats for unarmored defense or you just like want to completely dump Dex or Con, which is not a good idea as a barbarian, um, you still have the options to use light or medium armor. So you, you have a good amount of options which can um, fit different stat arrays better or worse. Um, and that's kind of the next point is they are great tanks and that's kind of like I think how they're um, perceived and that's what a lot of people go towards uh, when they want to play a barbarian, but they're also pretty versatile. They're not stuck in one mode of attack because they do have proficiency with all weapons, which I didn't realize before going into this and doing some research. Yeah. Um, you never really see a barbarian with a longbow, but if it yeah. came to it, they could use a longbow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's the rage damage, I think, is the, is the big thing. Yeah, but even it's if you're... Nice. Even if you're um, if you're raging and you're not getting that bonus damage, still though, like the taking half damage on any bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, that's still like an absolute benefit. Hmm. Um, I think barbarians are fun because they can kind of get to the extremes of a D and D character. Um, they have the, since they have the highest hit die, it means they have the highest possible hit point total of any class. So theoretically, if they were to roll for their health every every single level their maximum hit point is 380 <laughs> which is absolutely bonkers that's hilarious at, at 20th level if you don't roll and you just take seven it's still 285 at 20th that's level nuts. which is yeah very nuts and add on to that like if you take totem of the bear so that while you're raging you're resistant to any damage except psychic and there's not a lot of spells that do a whole ton of psychic damage um that's just like that's a great tank and that's yeah the absolute one end of the spectrum of of like D, &D tankiness um they also have the highest possible ac of any class like barring you know magic items and that sort of thing um even without their capstone feature which gives them a plus four to their constitution modifier um to make it a total a possible total of plus seven which would make their armor class if they're using a shield and their dex is also maxed their armor class could be 22 theoretically at first level not very likely um but <clears throat> actually at 20th level it could be 24 sorry i did i did that a little incorrectly at first level without the capstone feature it could be 22 at highest level it could be 24 um which is incredible no other class has those sorts of options um let me see a, the bonus to damage that rage gives you is like a real uh, boost, especially in very early levels where it can be hard to find those things, except for maybe like an archery fighting style or something like that, which no other class we're talking about here today is going to give you. <clears throat> just kidding. Um, and I think they have just a lot of fun and really helpful features, especially in the early levels, which I feel like is where most of us are playing D&D. I think like before seventh level is probably the majority of what we play. Um, 
So yeah, danger sense, getting advantage on deck saves against things that you can see. That's phenomenal. I love that. The idea of a barbarian being like just alert to any kind of danger. Reckless attacking is great and also easy to describe as a DM throwing caution to the wind and lunging a little more forward, getting off balance, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so those those features I think are fun. And then the subclasses, like especially with Tasha's having come out recently, there's just such a great variety of subclasses that I think can give your barbarian a little more flavor. If you think that barbarians are boring and it just exists to take damage and deal damage, you really can get some some fun mechanics in there, especially with like Zealot and Ancestral Guardian. I guess those are Xanathars, um, but I love those to death. And that that's all I've got to say about barbarians. They're great to play, very fun. Oh, actually, I have. Mm -hmm. Go for it, man. Never mind. It's, no, I'm, I'm. I'll leave that. I'll leave that for later. Okay. Um, make sure to make a mental note of it. I feel like I forgot <laughs> to. Uh, I forgot to bring up a lot of things that I said I was going to in in our discussion <laughs> period last time. Yeah, we never got to talking about like hit points. Last no, time, not either. at all. There's <laughs> a whole long conversation. We we got we got too heated there. I think yeah. for, <laughs> for, for too much nuance about hit points. Well, cool. Yeah, um, uh, uh, a lot of good points. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah. We all we all love we all love a good barbarian. Um, you know what we love more though is a fighter. Bard barbarians. Uh, so I will I will be uh, I will be taking my time now. Um, so the fighter, uh, I would like to cop to something real quick. Um, I, whenever I've made a fighter, I have made a human fighter. Oh. Uh, widely regarded as the most boring of uh, races and class combos. Um, but frankly, uh, there's nothing quite like it. I, I love a good, I love a good, fighter and i think humans are are only as boring as you are <laughs> do you do it for the for the variant human get that do, do at first level yeah, yeah. Man, that's hard yeah. to hard to deny um so one of my characters was an eldritch knight um mm. and i i picked up ritual caster so i could have some degree of magic before level three because i kind of felt like that was flavorful mm. um and then my other character was a battle master um, and I picked up, uh, what did I pick up? Oh, it was kind of early on in my D&D career. So I picked up a uh, medium armor master, I think, because it gave me plus, <laughs> yeah, it gave me plus I'm one sorry. AC and <laughs> oh, no, okay. no disadvantage on stealth checks. Uh, and I was, a, I was a dex fighter. Um, oh. So I was like, that's pretty good. Um, I think there were probably, you know, better feats I could have taken, like mobile probably would have been better. Um, I was yeah. thinking of a uh, heavy armor master where you like reduce the damage you oh, take by, by like three. two or yeah. three or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that that sounds like a reasonable a reasonable choice. So yeah, I don't continue. know. If, I don't know if a feat for one AC is really the the greatest cost benefit, but I don't know. I, I'm not a math guy, um, <laughs> as we proved last week. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, so just going down the list of things about fighters and pretty much all of them are hits action surge is great it is a it is a fully unique ability uh it's the only way that anyone can cast uh two leveled spells in a single turn um uh unless you're using re your reaction which i think is still legal um 
then it's the only way to even three. three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick your number. Um, it can lead to a lot of really cool uh, combos. Like it's it's one of the one of the only ways that you can like really sit down and like plan a series of actions that you can then attempt to do with some degree of like success. Like, you know, at, at fifth level, you get two attacks, but with action surge, you get four. And so you can do like shove to get them prone, three attacks at advantage, or you can grapple somebody, walk them over to an edge, use a dash, a dash action to get them a bit further and then shove them off a cliff or something. Like it, it's, it's a very strategic like gambit that you can use at any time uh, because it's just in your back pocket. Like anytime you need a little bit more space on a turn, you can take it. Um, and I, I think a lot of other classes don't have that kind of recourse where it's like, you know, you kind of got the one thing that you can do and then maybe a, like a smaller, like you've got your action and then you've got your like little bonus action that you like, you can pull something out of sometimes, but nothing like two actions. Um, second wind is pretty nice, just a general good ability. Get a little bit of healing every now and again. There are some, there are some times where being able to heal yourself is really useful if there's like a mechanic that goes based off of getting healed or something like that. Um, that's just in general good. I think the thing that makes fighters the best class is their subclasses. Fighters yeah. are a, a wonderful template that you can shove the coolest freaking subclasses onto. Um, quick quick list of the hits. Eldritch Knight, uh, one of the one of the best mixed casters. Like they're they're so much fun. Slapping some spells on a fighter gives you like huge utility, a lot more uses for your reaction if you pick up shield and mm. uh, absorb elements. Um, Ooh, you know, elements. yeah, absorb elements is great. You can get resistance to any of the listed. You know, if a like dragon breathes fire on you, you can just like suck it up and hit them with it the next turn. Awesome. Um, you know, and then there's things like alarm that might be useful or, uh, you know, other utility spells like that where like you can, you can, you can cast them out of combat, which, you know, I feel like both fighters and barbarians kind of, you know, they can, they can feel a bit useless sometimes out of combat because you've got your rogues or your bards who are really like the the skill champions yeah um yeah fighters and barbs both get just two skill proficiencies which I think yeah kind of hurts a lot of the uh, a lot of the fighter subclasses give you extra ones on top of that mm -hmm. um battle master my favorite subclass of all time anywhere um I think maneuvers are the coolest thing in the world. You can get so much flavor on them. Um, like the two different, uh, the thing I love most about them is, is how you can flavor it so differently. Like if you pick a set of maneuvers, you can be the most like royal knight <laughs> who is there to protect his comrades and command them to fight harder and fight longer. Or you can be like the dirtiest sneak, like tripping people, like yeah. throwing sand in their face. Like, yeah. uh, you know, when they miss an attack with you, you stab them, you know, in the gut, <laughs> things like that. Like it's the difference in flavor between the different maneuvers that you're pulling out are so cool. Um, and it can make you a great tank. Like, I think, I think there are a few different 
uh, subclasses that are specifically like so well tuned for a fighter to be a tank. Because in, in D&D, it's really not about how big and meaty you are. It's about being able to redirect enemies' shots to you. And like how a barbarian would do it is they'd walk up in the middle, you know, yell at somebody's face and just start hitting them with their sword. And like most of the time, unless you're picking specific subclasses, like I think Ancestral Guardian has uh, some ability to redirect shots Mm -hmm. um, or like give people disadvantage if they're not attacking you, which is the main tanking ability in D&D. Yeah, that's Um, exactly right. uh, You're really just a threat. And if they can lock you down, you're not really much of a threat anymore. Like if you can't move, you're just sitting there like kind of yelling at people. Um, whereas I think a fighter is specifically a battle master, something like goading attack um, is an exceptional tanking ability because you know you hit somebody and then you decide to goading attack them. If they fail their save, they have disadvantage on anyone against you, um, which either means they are attacking you, which is the thing you want, or they're attacking someone else and probably missing, which is the thing you want. Right, <laughs> so yeah. it's a it's it, that's kind of the sort of thing you need to do in order to get the attention of you know a, a big bad or something mm-hmm. uh, to the point where they're not just gonna like lock eyes with your wizard and chase after it until he's dead and then go on to everybody with less HP than you, you know, mm-hmm. while you're running around chasing them. Um, second, uh, great tank subclass, Cavalier. Uh, I think a lot of people overlook it because they're like, oh, this is the mounted subclass. I don't want to worry about how mounted combat works. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, it's confusing. It's not that bad. And also, you don't have to be mounted for it to be a great subclass. Um, there are a lot of cool little abilities in there. Give it a check out if you only thought of it as like the mounted class uh, subclass because it, it really it really is a supreme tank. Um, and then... Like you said about Barbarian, there's a there's a subclass for you if you want to go absolutely brain dead and just swing ahead of things. And that's Champion. It's, it's really <laughs> probably not going to be that fun if you're like listening to this podcast and know a reasonable amount about D&D. But if I hand you a character sheet and you've never played before, I'm probably going to hand you a Champion Fighter because it is just, it's simple. You'll get it. You'll like the fact that you can crit more you'll probably crit, which is a really fun thing to do. Right. Um, and there are just, you know, you've got all the good fighter stuff on top of that. Yeah. Uh, Critting is definitely something. Sorry, this is your time. I'll, I'll get it. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, you can feel free to interject. Just quickly, critting is something that you don't need to know anything about D&D to, like, get super hyped about. Yeah, you're like, 20! That's just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just great always, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not like that important of a role, seeing that 20 up there, mm-hmm. I think most of our discussions end up being at the end of the day, aren't dice great? And isn't it fun <laughs> to roll them? Um, Why don't I have 10 more sets than I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then very quickly, the last three subclasses that I wanted to talk about samurai, uh, most attacks in the game, you can get something like nine, nine or 10 attacks in a turn. Um, oh, with action surge? Yeah, because you... I guess that still just gives you an extra one, though. No, it's a full action. But there's uh, there's a caveat in action surge. It says if you use it to take the attack action, you can only take it once. You can only make one attack. Surely not. Yeah. 
unfortunately. If my memory serves me correctly. No, you're wrong. On your turn, you can take one additional action. End. Period. It is looking at. D and D Beyond Fighter Class. Really? Yeah. Sure, Starting at second level, you can push yourself beyond your normal limits from oh, on oh, your turn. Oh, oh. You can take one additional action. Yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my bad. I <laughs> I, I think defensively, I, I got confused haste. with haste. Yep, that's yes. exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Action surge is a pure extra action. No limits, no nothing. You get two actions. Like, that's bonkers. Yeah. So, and samurai get an ability to. Uh, oh, also, I. I totally forgot to mention, you are making all nine of those attacks at advantage as a samurai. Because uh, samurai have an ability where just as a bonus action, they can make all of their attacks for that turn have advantage. Oh um, so you use that as your bonus action, action surge, do uh, your crazy stuff. Um, that's four attacks for the base attack, uh, four attacks for the action surge. And samurai have another ability where they can, if they have uh, advantage on any one of their attacks, they can split the advantage out into two different attacks. So instead of taking advantage on one attack, you roll two attacks flat. Savvy? Oh, so you can do that once per turn. Yeah, which got is, it, got it, got which it. ends up at Being nine. nine. Um, and then, Man. yeah. So that's that's pretty nuts. And then also. <laughs> They also have an incredibly unique ability, which is very high level again. This is all super high-minded. Mm-hmm. Aren't, aren't fighters cool, but you're never going to get to use this. If they get dropped to zero HP, they immediately take a turn. They if, 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 if an attack drops them to zero HP, they get a turn and they're not unconscious and they get to stand up for that one turn, do whatever the heck they want. And then if they're still at zero HP at the end of that turn, they do drop unconscious. Mm-hmm. But second wind, you can just heal yourself and you're fine. And that turn interrupts anyone else's turn. If, you know, if the big bad uses a bonus action to drop you down to zero before their action, you get to take a full turn. Uh, it's nuts. It's, it's truly wild. Um, Echo Knight, free teleports. So much fun. You just mm-hmm. get to swap places all the time. Uh, and then Rune Knight, you can become huge. You can, you can as a gnome go from small to huge you that's like one of the only ways to incre- increase like a player size i think maybe even with i think maybe even within large reduce if you cast it after they've become huge you might be able to come become gargantuan i'm not positive whatever player wants check, but you could as a gnome wrestle a Tarask and like have a fighting shot. <laughs> Fantastic. I love I love all fighter subclasses. So very good. Um I am I am getting long in the tooth here. So I will just mention a, a couple more things about fighters that I think are great. Uh one, fighting styles. Uh there are so many cool fighting styles. Like the original PHB ones, they're fine. It's it's a good way to do specialization early. But some of the optional fighting styles um, are so cool and really fill in some of the like gaps that I think D&D has had. Um, like one of my players one time wanted to play unarmed. Uh, she wanted to be mm-hmm. like 
a fighter, but she wanted to be like a pugilist, not mm-hmm. not a monk because she didn't like any of the key stuff or anything like that. She just wanted to absolutely deck someone uh, <laughs> with her fists. Um, and I couldn't really think of a way to do that. And so I ended up just giving her a weapon that was just 1d6 uh, light property that you could just punch with. And I was like, that's fine. It's not like super broken or anything like that. It's basically just like short swords, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just made him deal bludgeoning damage and their fists. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, Absolutely game broken, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, real cool though. Um, but there's an unarmed fighting style now, so you get to just do that. Oh. And if you're not if you're not wielding a shield or um, anything else in your other hand, it's a D8, which is great. Oh, yeah, um, that's really and cool. also, if you're grappled, you can just like hit the dude behind you for free. <laughs> um so that's great and then thrown weapon fighting is great you can get a maneuver as any fighter uh you know any fighter subclass that you want um really just a lot of a lot of a lot of good stuff there um final thing about fighters is that they have access to uh more ability score increases than any other class so you can get so many feats you can get uh if you start out as a variant human you can end up with eight feats which is such a ridiculous amount that you probably don't want to because you probably want to increase your stats at some point, but you can have eight feats and that's great. There are some, there are some really chef's kiss feats that uh, specifically cater to fighter. And then also, you know, you might just throw in for fun because you've got so many feats. So uh, yeah, I think I, I think I covered all the basics and we can, we can get to, uh, we can get to anything else that we need to in our, in our discussion round well you could probably guess but why don't we pick up where we left off <laughs> um why do you think it is that fighters get so many asis uh i think it's because there isn't they want to make sure that the base fighter class is a little bit homogenous um or homogeneous i don't know how you pronounce it I like homogenous. um uh and you can just kind of slap whatever you want to on there. I think fighter as a class is supposed to be the very basic, like they never try to make prescriptions about what you fight with. Like mm-hmm. uh, fighters are the best bow users. Like, you know, rangers are like fine and whatever, but truth be told, like if you're just talking about like ranged weapon attacks, it's fighters. Like they get archery fighting style, they get more attacks. You can action surge. Um, if you're going battle master, so many of the maneuvers don't require you to hit with a melee attack. They just require you to hit with a weapon attack. So you can be, you can be a bow battle master and disarm a dude with an arrow from 120 feet away. Like it's incredible. Um, so I think, I think ASIs are a really good way to just slap a bunch of potential increases to stats or, you know, like I said, any feat you want. And you can kind of make your own class out of that. Hmm. So yeah, fighter does definitely seem to be kind of like a catch-all class, um, just like the sheer amount of subclasses that they've got. Yeah, and how like varied they are. So many. Yeah, I played an arcane archer for a little bit, mm-hmm. and that was really fun because I was like, I don't really like. Whenever I think of a fighter, I think of like sword and shield, but yeah. it was fun kind of pushing the boundaries and be like, I'm not just going to be like a good archer, but I'm going to have them like do my arrows. I'm going to have them bending around people to yeah. stick into others. And I was, yeah. I was rereading Arcane Archer and it is, it is really cool. The only thing I don't like is the fact that you only get two 
two of like your class feature uh, yeah. per short or long rest or whatever. Um, it just, it always feels bad. Like I've played Warlocks before and it always just feels bad to only have your two spells that you can cast. Um, but yeah. Oh uh, man, well, what do you want to get to at this point, Oliver? Is there anything that stuck out to you that you want to I think I think we should talk a little bit more about uh, different barbarian subclasses because I, I think that's an important part of the puzzle um, that we only touched on like kind of sideways to things yeah um so you mentioned bear totem so totem barbarian is one of the two um baked in uh player's handbook uh subclasses for barbarians and it's also the only good one um boo oh i'm sorry do you like frenzy you love frenzy barbarian if if you're a player that just wants to attack as much as humanly possible, then yeah, they're probably gonna like frenzy. Um, I don't know though. I think primal you're rage really, or whatever it's called. I think you're gonna be really disappointed with how much you're getting exhaustion. Like you're you're gonna get exhaustion once and be like, oh oh, this is bad, and you're never gonna use that ability again. It's just exhaustion is too is too much in fifth edition, and I think they just didn't think it out well enough when they were making the subclass bear totem however lovely i i think it's ridiculous that they get uh resistance to all forms of damage except <laughs> psychic um that's that's very fun and then like there's a lot of other customization that you can do on top of the totem barbarian but i think bear is probably best so you're really looking at like what do you do in second what's your second totem like <laughs> well yeah and that's kind of uh, something that i like about the totem warrior is also what i like about um I will admit, I do like the fighter as a class. What I like about fighter is like, there is so much versatility and you have so many options. Like, especially if you, like just picking up a fighting style as a fighter for one is yeah. fun because that's like, it doesn't influence your character like that much, but it is to like a little something that, like a little boon that you're picking yeah, up. Yeah, little, little, little forms of specialization are really yeah. where I think the fighter shines. And then like battle master, you for sure get that. You have this whole list of things to choose from. And yeah. I think that's what I like about Totem Warrior is that like, you don't have to like pick bear and then like that's your totem for the rest of your character. You can switch up what totem you're using at like your whatever third, sixth and 14th. I'm not sure exactly what the, yeah. if that's correct, but um, so you can be like bear for the first one and then Eagle for the next one. Like you can see out to a mile. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, so so I like, yeah. I like subclasses that give you little options like that to take along the way. So totem warrior is for sure a great subclass. Um, yeah. And I think uh, like easy to pick. It has a lot of passive stuff, which I think is. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really, really good for beginning players mm -hmm. uh, because you are such an absolute king passively. Like when you rage, being able to walk into anything, like you're not worried about the fact that you didn't know that, you know, oh, these goblins are using poison tip spears. So your resistance doesn't, no, it's like, no, I also resist that. Like I just yeah. resist everything. I'm just going to walk into anything. Um, so that's really great. Uh, my personal favorite barbarian subclass is Zealot. Um, yeah for a number of different reasons. Um, but the number one being with Relentless Rage and Undying Rage or whatever it's called, being able to just stay up as you're like punching yourself in the face to get a little bit more damage on you. And like, just stay up as you're chasing down whoever it is that like downed you 
three failed best save throws and you're just like gritting your teeth and just pummeling them i think that is that is like peak barbarian to me yeah. like that is that is fantastic and then i also love the idea that it doesn't take any like your your soul is so eager to get back into your body that it doesn't take any material components yeah. to uh, like revive you at all like your body is fully fully singed and your cleric just is like uh hey hey barbarian come back uh, and they cast true resurrection and you're just like yep and it's just <laughs> instantly back to full you're totally fine uh fully unkillable um which is why it's <laughs> we were talking i don't know if it was it before the uh before the call we were talking about you trying to kill off your barbarian uh, that um, was, I think that was during the record. That was right at the beginning. Okay. It's, it, that's why it's impossible to kill off a barbarian is because, you know, if you're a zealot, especially like you'd better like your character or have him <laughs> retire to the woods somewhere because right. he's not going to die. Um, and also, I mean, zealot's a great subclass because you do have those defensive capabilities, but also the, uh, mm. I think divine fury or something it's called. Yeah. Um, a little bit of extra damage too. No, not a little bit. It's a D six plus half your barb level. Yeah, no, it's that's, great. That's incredible. Like your rage damage is plus two. Yeah. And you're, like, and you're adding, the... adding a D six plus like one at third level when you take the, take the subclass. Like that's just, mm -hmm. that's an insane amount of damage. Um, so that's a fun one. I really like, um, Ancestral Guardian. Ancestral really, Guardian is really fun. Yeah. I've... I enjoy that as a tank and like the getting, uh, the ability to use your reaction to reduce yeah. an ally's damage from by 2d6. Like that's I, nothing to sneeze at. I would personally say that that's the only like real true tank class. Like you mm -hmm. could, you could make a point for being enough of a nuisance that somebody's going to try to take you down, uh, as Path of the Totem Warrior, but you know, that only works on less intelligent creatures if the DM is if the DM is playing it where you're like matching the intelligence of the tactics to the intelligence of the creature, which yeah. I always try to do at least a little bit. That can um, be difficult. Yeah, it can be it can be quite difficult. But you're gonna be, you know, if you're fighting like a wizard or like a, a really strong martial like general or something like that, they're gonna know to try to incapacitate the barbarian not damage him down <laughs> like you're yeah. not you're not going to get there but but uh ancestral guardian is is great for that because you can you can be a nuisance no matter where you are on the battlefield mm -hmm. yeah for sure so those are i think are my two favorite my two favorites are totem warrior and ancestral guardians um and just giving... i like zealot and wild magic i think are mine i think wild magic is really fun um just for the kind of the variance that it gives you and it's cool flavor. Um, yeah, it definitely taps into the chaos energy that Barbarian yeah. tends to have. <laughs> yeah, I think I think oh, Path of the Beast is so cool too. I haven't I haven't done too much like looking at it or anything like that, but I love I love the idea of like kind of oh, we've we've already talked about how much I love werewolves, but <laughs> I think being able to play essentially what is a werewolf is very very cool. Um and your first character ever was also a shape changer. You were a druid of the moon. Yes. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was actually a land druid. Oh, were, you were a land druid. I'm sorry. I forgot. About um, that. But no, I changed shape all the time. Way more than a druid of the land should have. Just because I, <laughs> I loved it a lot. I've, I often like to play uh, characters who can kind of like do something. Like my, uh, yeah. my long-term bar, bard was right. a, a changeling. 
Um, and even that warlock you played, yeah. Um, and our yeah, that was, our second campaign, he had like alter self at will uh, or something like that. Yeah, that mask of many faces mm-hmm. uh, is a great invitation. And um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was great. But yeah, I, I think I think one of the things about Bar- barbarian that I'm not necessarily terribly fond of is how specific all of the flavor of every subclass is, except for maybe Path of the Totem. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're doing Zealot, like oh, where does that come from? Like, what do you, what do you use Zealous for? Like Path of the Beast, like that's kind of something. Um, Ancestral Guardian, like what are your ancestors doing there? Um, whereas I think, I think for Battlemaster, it's very non-specific. Like uh, uh, Cavalier, it's kind of non-specific. Echo Knight, you can probably kind of put anything on there. Um, but I don't know. It's it's not really that big of like a negative because it's a useful way to think about your character. Like, okay, I'm gonna make a zealot. And why are they a zealot? What are these right. zealots for? It's yeah. it's a good way to you know move a move about making a character, especially for newer players too that need a little bit more of a of a like more of a hand imagining what their player is like and how they actually yeah. inhabit the world. It can the the flavorful language can be really helpful. Yeah, um, I, I think I think giving that's that's something that's really uh really hard to figure out at first when you're like a new player is that the more constraints are placed on you the better character you can actually make like if you're trying to get specific on it it's a lot easier than like hey tell me about a guy like what's what's your guy and it's like well i don't know like what is he it's like okay tell me about your barbarian and you're like okay i kind of have an idea it's like tell me about your beast barbarian you're like mm-hmm. okay it's like tell me about your tiefling beast barbarian you're like whoa <laughs> all right yeah what is this demon beast man who's like totally crazy with rage like what's he mad at who's he mad at yeah i also of, will say it, there stuff. can be fun ways to flavor uh like what it is to go into a rage so like mm. what you think of as like a traditional like real life barbarian like yapping and like getting all painted up and like getting in some kind of a frenzy but like i like the idea of having a barbarian that just gets into like tunnel vision absolute laser focus in battle like Mm -hmm. that's his quote-unquote rage it's just like tuning everything out um yeah because i like i like the barbarian who isn't angry (laughs) yeah fully emotionless rage where it's just like a just like a bloodlust like a completely blank murder spree Mm-hmm. um or something like uh like um the polynesian i think it is the the haka where you like kind of just like pump yourself up like that through like a like a little ritual i mean that's that's great imagery too and very yeah. you know tied into tied into the real world mm-hmm. um yeah so there there are there are some cool things there we've ended up just talking about how much we like both of these classes yeah this has been I feel like just with the topic, it's been so much more civil than the yeah. last one was. The like, last one, we, we got at each other's throats from several thousand miles away. Um, <laughs> but here we are just talking about how great these two little martial classes are. Yeah, and I am going to do do you a solid here and say, I love Psionic Warrior. I think it's oh, a really sure. fun subclass. I have a player right now who's who's got a bunch of side dice and they keep on pushing people around and doing oh, extra pushing, damage. Pushing and... people is so much fun. Yeah. I like, I like the part about Psy uh, warriors um, where they get to do it for free once. And then you get to spend uh, mm. one of their side eye if you want to do it again. Um, I think that's very cool. And something I didn't mention um, is I think what's really cool about fighter 
is a lot of the cool abilities that they have don't necessarily expend resources. Um, so for something like Echo Knight, you can just teleport as much as you want to. Right. Doing things for free in D&D is so much fun. Like being able to do something whenever you want to for free without expending any resources is really, really fun. It's why I like being a changeling so much is mm-hmm. just as an action, you can turn into anyone you want to. And that's for free. You can just do that whenever you have a free action. Um, and so something like, you know, Echo Knight, where you've just got your other dude and you're just constantly using that in battle. And if he dies, just use the bonus action, get him right back up. It doesn't cost you anything other than a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I think probably both barbarians and fighters are good at that because you know swinging your sword doesn't cost anything, right. um, and you're gonna be one of you. You're going to want to be doing that most of the time. Like it's your best option right. to not yeah. use a resource most of the time, and then you get to choose when to like spice it up. Yeah. I will say about barbarians, um, their limited use of rages per long rest. I mm. can foresee being an issue if you had a DM who played the way that Wizards of the Coast that got, got intended. Was yeah. Be played. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like if you're having like six combat encounters every day, then yeah, that's that's going to be a little annoying trying to figure out exactly when you want to use your like two uses of rage at first level yeah but the way that it actually gets played i feel like most of the time that's not really going to be too much of an issue and rage is essentially going to feel like free you're not going to be in a pinch too often yeah i i agree and if i were going to be mean i would i would say that uh fighters are a short rest class which is great they get Mm -hmm. almost every one of their cool abilities back on a short rest much like a warlock Mm -hmm. um so it's good if you, you know, if you play with a DM that's like that, but I, I never have, and I've never seen one and I've never heard of one who actually <laughs> plays as a wizard intended. Yeah. So uh, I feel like that's not, that's not the most valid of points to be making at any given time. My, uh, the party, there's a party of three that I'm running for right now and they are a warlock, a fighter and a monk. And so literally <laughs> they just take a short rest and they're that's like hilarious. totally they're fine. Totally fine. And they have uh, this NPC following them. He's like a druid cleric multi-class and he's all just like, I'm kind of out of sleep. I would like okay. to sleep please. And they're like, no sleep, just caffeine, short rest. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Really captures the energy in that group. That I love. Uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's very that's very funny. Oh, I also wanted to bring up um, last year when we were all trapped inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was probably April. I was uh, my wife and I were living with a friend, some friends of ours, and he has played some three point five in his day and a little bit of five e. They've got this big table. They mm. had a tablecloth that was like in grid? cut up into squares yeah basically a grid so good yeah so we like made these 20th level characters and just like pvp'd and it was so much fun i was a 20th level uh barbarian he was 20th mm. level fighter and i will say at the very end of that relentless endurance or yeah relentless endurance is what kept yeah. me up i dropped his zero and then on my next turn got him knocked out so it was a very like just in terms of like how did you how have any way to combat did you have any way to heal yourself after that uh no but relentless endurance is just like you drop to one instead of zero if you make oh you drop oh okay okay i i thought i thought it was the i was thinking of the zealot thing where you stay up because i was like 
you would still have to then you might die at the end and it might be a drop no no, no. I, I see what you're saying um yeah. i remember that ability yeah no it's it's very good so let that be a point in barbarians favor is they hey, they barely eked out the victory i'm far more inclined to give that to you evan as a good player than to give that to barbarians as a whole well, it was a completely empty battlefield, and it was literally just us rolling our, all of our attacks it's, as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to beat a barbarian on a completely empty battlefield. Um, <laughs> yeah. We we would often uh, in my in my last group uh, we had a, a bear totem barbarian, and mm-hmm. she was she was ridiculously unkillable. Um, we would often like you know do those battles in our head, like who could actually beat uh, <laughs> beat Kelsey in a fight. Um, and we determined that I was probably one of the few people who could, um, because I picked up as magical secrets, um, uh, Pegasus, uh, through fine greater steed. Mm-hmm. And so I could just kind of fly around and deal a lot of psychic damage to her. And like, um, I had a spiritual weapon as well. So I could do spiritual weapon, put a, mm-hmm. put a wall of force over and just like smack her for 10 minutes or whatever. <laughs> Um, so there were a lot of like different counterplays, but everybody else, they were like, yeah, I would just get destroyed because she could just run me down right. and just keep attacking. And mm-hmm. she's faster than I am. And like, it's, it's really hard to just like get a dogged barbarian off your back. Yeah. I will say though, I was, I was really impressed by, um, so that this person's character, they were playing a, a champion fighter mm. and like creating on an 18 through 20 four attacks yeah that is incredible so i was like holy cow i didn't realize how much damage you were gonna do because like basically every turn you're getting a crit on me yeah um so that was definitely something i hadn't anticipated that that was a big point um in his favor and i kept it pretty close for sure yeah you uh you ready to call it one way or the other yeah i was just about to ask if you had anything else you wanted to bring to our attention i don't think so i think i think uh you know, a, a lot of the points are pretty much dead even uh, for most of them. Like, you know, both of them have pretty good AC, but then pretty good health. Like there are those fun, like peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're both, they're both rather, rather tanky mm-hmm. uh, classes. And it comes down to kind of preference about what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, well, I am just going to go ahead and I'll, I'll give you, I think... As much as I won last time, you won this time. I don't think it was a landslide victory, but yeah. I, I do I do think that, especially with just like the sheer amount of subclasses that fighters have and the amount and of like how many of them do. are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, Oliver. We oh, need to have a little sound yeah. for me to declare the winner. Uh I'm I'm glad you conceded because I was never going to. Uh, <laughs> I I I truly do love fighters more than most things. They're they're the only class that I've played uh where as soon as I got done with playing it, I was like, I'm gonna make another one of those. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back, roll it back right right now. Um and yeah, like maybe maybe two characters later I ended up making my uh my Eldritch Knight. So good times. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it is just due to how much fun I had with those particular characters in those particular situations. That can that can lead to a lot of like love for a particular class is how well you think you did in given situations because you were that class. Right. Um. So. So yeah. I will also say, 
I struggle with D&D combat sometimes to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, and players sometimes can get frustrated just thinking like all I have is just to attack and that's not always mm-hmm. the most exciting for them. Yeah. Um, and for those sorts of players, I think I'll probably always recommend like battle master if you're looking for like some extra little effect to cause yeah. in battle then and like the fun synergies that you can get with like you have this whole plethora of extra little um effects to cause your opponents with yeah. battle master so it's like how is that gonna knocking somebody prone how is that gonna affect your like assassin rogue getting a crazy crazy yeah. you know it's like you can think about those sorts of it's synergies like, oh they're they're 10 feet away from a cliff like now's the time that you're gonna use your 15 foot knock away and like maybe you're going to try it a couple of times and really throw all your dice in here Um, i think it should also be said barbarian fighter be great oh yeah yeah. that's 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 (laughs) that that's that good stuff uh there's there's really nothing nothing beating a a a strength-based barbarian fighter Mm. but i will say you do put more points into fighter than barbarian in that situation yeah yeah i know see it's just it tells you how important rage is you just get to rage and then you're good. Yes, yeah, you, you want reckless. You get your most important ability at level two, and then uh, you're pretty much just coasting off that for the rest. Well, of Well, rage, the... you get at level one. Oh, level God, really? I know, That's isn't wild. that wild? Yeah, That's I thought nuts. it was two before I checked. One dip, huh? Mm-hmm. You get uh, you get reckless at two, so you probably yeah. So for one. rogue, for rogue to classes, you for sure want yeah. To go to two. Honestly, probably for fighter too, unless you're going samurai, you probably want to dip in there for uh, reckless too, because it's not like. I think level 19 is just another uh, level 19 is, yeah, it's just another ability score increase. So like, mm-hmm. what do you care if you miss that at, you know, you, you end up 18 fighter to barbarian or whatever. What is fighters capstone? Uh, fourth attack. Oh, gotcha. So it's, it's Very pretty good. strong, but mm-hmm. not like the worst thing in the world to miss. Not 24 strength strong. Not 24 strength, not 24 strength and 24 and con. con. You cannot forget that extra con. That is oh. an extra, an extra 40 HP at, at 20th level, just from, just from the con. I can't wait it, to throw a barbarian at my players with 380 hit points. <laughs> and if you, if I was thinking about it, if you make them a dwarf, that's 400 even. Why? Uh, dwarfs have an ability where they get an extra one HP per uh, level. Yo, I didn't know that. Oh, like mountain dwarves, probably. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's one of the specific dwarves, like mountain or gotcha. mountain or hill. But and then you take yeah. tough as well. And take you're tough. Looking at a nice four twenty, baby. Yeah, <laughs> isn't tough two HP or is it one? Uh, oh, you're right. You you'd think I you think I'd know a bit better? No, it, it is definitely two because otherwise you would just increase your con. Your con. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's an extra four forty, which is which is nice. Nice. nice i love that man well congratulations oliver thanks um, I, I feel like i feel like my love for the clash shone through here i'm excited to have like 60 episodes so we can really see who the yeah who the better well, man is because right now we're at 50 50 <laughs> feel free to uh feel free to give yourself a ringer one time because i really feel like i i handed this one to you and i was like "Ooh, fighter versus barbarian i was <laughs> i was fairly confident i was going to win this one I, oh. I do think it came out closer than I thought it was going to mm. be. Um, but because uh, the subclasses, I think that's what started to turn the tide a little bit. Yeah, I love I love a good subclass. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, 
thanks for joining us for episode four next week we're gonna have a special guest if everything goes according to plan yeah um so and we'll, are we we'll, gonna spill the beans about what we're gonna be talking about or is it gonna be a surprise uh i, I think normally we like to keep it a secret in case we want to change it at the 11th <laughs> okay. hour like we like we did with this one um good. that's a little peek behind the curtain this was not what was intended uh just just yesterday but um yeah so we're we are going to be doing um, instead of just a 1v1 kind of thing, we're going to be doing a three, uh, I guess you could say that there were three pillars to what we're talking about. Hey, hey you that, that might give it away too much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, so we're going to have a guest on and they're going to join us. So it might end up being a little bit longer, um, but we'll we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again for joining us. Um, our theme song is Witches of Lanker by uh, Louis Zong. Great, great. Great song off a great album. Uh, it's his Discworld album. Um, I think it's just called Songs of the Disc or something like that. Mm-hmm. Great. Go Find buy it on Bandcamp. Yeah, go, go, go buy it on Bandcamp. Also, Any, uh, Mushroom Music is another great album of mushroom his. Mushroom Music. Fairy I'm, Ring Funk is an absolute bop. I, I haven't it. heard it. I, uh, I'll, I'll, need to, I'll need to get to it. I think, I think my favorite of his uh, is maybe a YouTube exclusive, and it's just called Speed Up. Um, I really, I really enjoy that one. Uh, and then a thing, a thing about chords is always very, very fun to me as well. I like the little ditty he does in there. Um, a wizard staff has a knob on the end. Another, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I, love I always like when he sings. It's always fun. yeah. Um, well, uh, we could probably keep going with like that for a while, <laughs> just but... back and forth about Louis Zong songs. You like. <laughs> yeah. As uh, yeah. we should probably wrap up here, Oliver. Yeah, I think I think we've gone pretty pretty overtime here. Yeah. Well, as always, everybody. Where's, Where's the, the body? body? Where'd you find it? <laughs> <laughs>